Welcome, Zach. Thanks for being here. Hey, Nisa. Thanks for having me. So given the aftermath of the coronavirus, is BlockFi participating in the recession? I think, uh, I think you might have seen that in a, in a tweet that I put out recently. Um, we, you know, we've stated publicly that we do not intend to participate in a recession. There's a lot of um, qualities about our business that uh, make us uh, very well positioned to operate in a time like this. You know, we're a fully digital business. There's nothing that, uh, you know, we need to do with our clients uh, in person. Everything's delivered over, over the internet. Um, half of our team was uh, already remote going into this and now everybody's remote, but because we already had a partially remote team, we have, uh, you know, remote work enabled as a baseline from a corporate perspective. Um, and if there was ever a time for cryptocurrency to shine, uh, especially Bitcoin, I think it's um, this macroeconomic environment. And for Ethereum, we're very bullish on the continued uh, rapid adoption of stable coins that we're seeing. So we're feeling great about the assets that we have on the platform. We're feeling great about the products and services that we offer for those assets. And we are you know, already uh, back at the exact same growth rates that we were seeing prior to uh, that single day of uh, you know, severe volatility in the, in the crypto markets about a month ago. Black Thursday. Black Thursday, exactly. Well, that's great to hear. You've recently shifted your marketing from those that had already held crypto assets to those that do not, which requires more education. How are you executing on that? Yeah, so we're still, um, you know, we're still early days in that, in that process. Uh, part of it has to do with um, our product pipeline and how easy it is for someone that isn't familiar with how things work in the crypto world to uh, you know, buy their first Bitcoin um, using our products. And we're in the process now of launching a mobile app and the ability to support ACH payments, which is all coming this quarter. Um, and as we go through that process and look towards launching a Bitcoin rewards credit card, we'll be ramping up our educational type marketing efforts. So today, a lot of the marketing that you see from BlockFi is related to, you know, here's the interest rate that you can earn on your Bitcoin. And that's going to shift over the, over the coming months to uh, messages that also include, here's why you should own Bitcoin in the first place. Um, here's what a stable coin is. Here's why you should care. Here's why it's not scary. Um, here's how it can be a valuable part of a diversified portfolio, et cetera. So um, it's still early, but uh, you know, we're seeing uh, a really great growth rate in terms of uh, our customer acquisition metrics. And we're hearing great feedback from some of the earliest folks coming onto the platform about how easy we make it and how familiar it is because an interest rate is an interest rate, whether it's on dollars or, or Bitcoin. So it's going really well so far. Terrific. Given the bifurcated regulatory approach we've been seeing between federal and state government in this crisis, what do you think the regulation in crypto will look like and how does that affect your business? Yeah, so I think it's going to be more of the same. Um, uh, I'm, in general, someone that would bet against uh, any type of massively coordinated regulatory effort, whether that's uh, coordination between state and federal or the different bodies uh, of the federal government that could potentially regulate something. Um, and also if it's, you know, coordination on a global scale where you know, multiple countries need to collaborate to get something done. I think all of that stuff is really hard and we don't anticipate any major changes happening 
you know, this year for uh, the cryptocurrency regulatory environment in the U.S. And um, especially given uh, that everyone's focus is now uh, rightfully uh, on health issues um, related to uh, COVID-19. Um, for our business, we already have state and federal licenses. So we're an MSB at the federal level and we have lending and money transmission licenses at the state level. So we're, we're very well set up to, uh, and you know, we built the business for the type of environment that we're currently in. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of used to it. And our view is that it's uh, par for the course and we expect more of the same. So DeFi is primarily built on Ethereum, which you mentioned. What are your predictions for Ethereum going forward? Uh, I'm really bullish on Ethereum. Uh, you know, we're bullish on it for uh, two kind of key themes right now. The first is adoption of stablecoins. Um, stablecoin market caps are growing, growing tremendously. I think they're, uh, they've doubled over the last uh, three or four months from around $4 billion to now over $8 billion. Um, the global demand for dollars that you hear about on CNBC in a more macroeconomic context is also hitting crypto. And what's interesting about crypto is that because you're moving the assets around on blockchain payments rails, you have global retail distribution built in on day one for dollars. And that's something that's never happened before. Uh, and it's something that's very, very powerful. <clears throat> Most of the stablecoin transactions that occur are running on Ethereum. So Ethereum is the settlement and payment processing network for this activity that's growing tremendously. So that's the first thing that makes us bullish on Ethereum. The second is just the ongoing development of uh, the Ethereum blockchain and ongoing development of other applications, including DeFi that are built on top of it. So you might see things happen this year, like Ethereum moving from proof of work to proof of stake, uh, which would be a, a big accomplishment for uh, uh, that network. And I think you'll continue to see innovation and adoption across different spheres of application development, whether it's DeFi or gaming uh, or other areas that are built on, uh, built on their platform. I agree. So congratulations on your news about Three Arrows Capital coming into your most recent round. Do you think that this is a general trend showing APAC regional institutional interest? Yeah, well, we're, it's definitely something that we're focused on. You know, we, um, we're primarily uh, U.S.-based today in terms of our client and uh, our, uh, the business side of our company. Um, but we're making a concerted effort this year, especially on the institutional side of our platform, uh, to expand outside the U.S. market. So uh, we have an announcement coming up soon about uh, the opening of our London office. Uh, shortly after that, we'll have an announcement about uh, our APAC office opening. And so we've been, um, you know, having conversations with folks uh, and we already have a couple of clients in that market. Three Arrows has been a client of BlockFi's for uh, probably over a year now. We've had a great working relationship with them. They're viewed as a, as a thought leader uh, uh, in crypto, not just in APAC, but in crypto generally. Um, and we're thrilled to have them, uh, we're thrilled to have them involved with the company. Um, it was a very opportunistic transaction, both for uh, BlockFi and, uh, and for Three Arrows. So we're glad we were able to make it happen and happy to have them on board. So institutional clients are primarily market makers who do well in periods of volatility. What is your main message to them at this time? Uh, just, you know, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And we're here to, uh, you know, support you as, uh, 
you know, your business is growing and doing well and, uh, you know, finding opportunities given the volatility that we're experiencing uh, in the markets. Um, we've been lending throughout uh, all of this volatility at BlockFi and happy to see a lot of our existing relationships grow and a lot of uh, new relationships be established. Um, so, uh, you know, market makers love periods like, uh, like this and um, we just want to continue supporting their business however we can. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. This was, uh, this was a, a great interview and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us. Thanks so much for joining us, Zach. Thanks, Nisa.